What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of Garcia Sports Garage Podcast. On today's episode, 20% of the MLB season has been played, and there are some surprises. Ryan Tannehill, friend or foe, and the NBA's culture of weak, over-adored cupcakes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Tim Garcia here, your host. This is Garcia Sports Garage Podcast, episode 81. Thank you for checking in 15 minutes. Follow me on Instagram at GSG Podcast. That is, again, on Instagram at GSG Podcast. Available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Let's jump right into it. Thank you for your time. 15 minutes, and let's go. As I said, the aforementioned intro, 20% of the MLB season is completed, and three surprising facts have surfaced in the early Major League Baseball season. The first, the Chicago White Sox are not playing very well. No, they are not. Most projections had them winning the division by 11 plus games. And as of today, Friday the 13th, they are 500. A bevy of injuries, offense not producing like they should. That has them at 500. Do I think the Twins are going to sustain this division lead in the Central? No, I don't. Lucky for the White Sox, the division is atrocious. You got the Royals who can't hit the side of a barn. They can't produce runs. Zach Greinke has gone at least six innings in his, I think, all five of his starts, and he has an 0-2 record because they just can't score runs. The Detroit Tigers are god-awful, and the the Cleveland Guardians, they're okay. Their offense is high-powered, but they're not going to win the division. So that's surprising that the White Sox are 500. Again, a slew of injuries, but still. They're projected to win the division by 11 games, and right now, 20% of the season in, they're 500. The National League West, it has a surprising contender. No, not the Dodgers, because they're paying their way for another World Series. No, not the Padres. No, not even the Giants. Who, may you ask? Well, I will tell you. The Arizona Diamondbacks. That's right. One of the worst teams in Major League Baseball last year. The Arizona Diamondbacks are in the hunt. Actually, all the teams in the National League West are within five games of first place. Um, But the Diamondbacks, pitching wins games. And right now, the pitching is the reason why they are right there in the thick of things in the West. You have um, starters Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, and Madison Bumgarner. Better than advertised. Better than most people thought. And there, now you have the Diamondbacks, who are projected to just win 66 games, are almost 30 wins this early on in 2022. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, surprising. And my last surprise this early in the season, the Angels. The Angels are good. Yes, I know, it's hard for me, an Angels fan, a month into the season to not get excited. I'm watching every single game. There is a certain, there's something going on on Gene Autry Way. The players, the coaching staff, the fans, the atmosphere, it's very reminiscent of 2002. You got a bunch of guys on the team, you know, not high profile names, not getting paid a lot of money. Everyone is healthy. The pitching staff has been spectacular. The bullpen, which has been their biggest Achilles heel the last 10 years is coming together. They're not blowing saves. They're actually getting saves, closing games. Something's going on. I, I, I'm trying not to get over eager. I'm not trying to let my excitement take over my body. But you guys, the Angels are 21 and 11. 
if it hasn't been if it hadn't been for the Houston Astros going on an eight game nine game winning streak, they'd be five plus games ahead in the division. So right now they're a half game back. It's still early, but mark my words. Maybe it's the fact that Disneyland is right down Catella Road there a couple of miles. You got that sprinkling magic on the Angels team. I don't know, but something is brewing at Angel Stadium. Something is in the, the, the water that's coming down on the rocks. Something is happening with the Cowboy hat every time they hit a home run. Could it be another miracle run like in 2002, a heaven in seven? 20-year anniversary of the Angels winning the World Series in 2002, and here they are, a half game back in first place, and they're playing like a playoff contender. So, the White Sox, 500, surprising, the Arizona Diamondbacks, right in the thick of things thanks to their pitching, and the Angels are actually good. So those are my three surprising MLB facts through the first quarter of the Major League Baseball season. It's great that baseball is back, isn't it? The weather is ridiculously hot. People are going to the games. There's pe- there are fans in the stands. People are drinking beer, throwing baseball back in the stands. People getting thrown out of games. Bats flying. Babies crying. Food falling on fields. People running across. P- uh, Angel Hernandez, still one of the worst umpires. It's great. Baseball is back in full force. Before I get into this next segment, I want to ask you a question. Whatever your job is, Do you enjoy it? I mean, do you thrive in it? Do you give it 110%? Are you always perfect? Do you make sure every assignment is completed on time? Are you, do you reach your sales goals every single month? Yes, no, maybe you don't care. You're just sitting on your butt waiting for the money to come pile in. You hate working. You don't want to go in the office, whatever the case may be. If someone comes in, your boss is like, Hey, Tim, sorry, I forgot to tell you, but, um, we hired this other person. Yeah. For with that's gonna have your same job. What is your first instinct? Wait, you hired my my replacement, and your boss goes, "No, no, no! This is just another person with your with your role." So I'm being replaced. Your boss goes, "No, no, no, Tim! This is you know, this is just in case in case of what? Well, you know, we got to prepare for the future." Weren't you going to tell me about this before you went out and hired someone? Well, you know, it was, we were kind of been doing our research and we just thought it was a good time. Right, wouldn't you be a little taken aback? Like, oh, hold on, I'm doing a good job, right? I mean, I'm, I'm hitting my numbers. You know, I'm turning in assignments on time. I'm making the best food, whatever the case may be. Uh, wouldn't you talk to me before you hire my replacement? Wouldn't you come to me and maybe ask my input or at least give me a heads up saying, hey, Tim, you know, we know you're closer to retirement than you were yesterday. We just want to plan for the future for the company. And we went out and hired someone who can you know, kind of move up through the ranks, you know, learn from you. And, uh, and we expect you to mentor this person. That wouldn't sit very well, would it? Again, whatever your work of business, whatever you do within your career, I mean, you don't like to be replaced. Who likes to be replaced? No one. And then when you have Ryan Tannehill, yes, it's about a week and a half old, but I wanted to talk about it because it's ridiculous. So Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans went out and they drafted a quarterback, Malik Willis out of Liberty. They didn't give Tannehill any heads up. And of course, the media asked Tannehill about it. They asked him if he's going to mentor Malik Williams or Malik Willis. And this is what he had to say, quote, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if you learn from me along the way, 
That's a great thing. End quote. Calm, collected, poised. So why the uproar? Why was everyone bashing on Ryan Tannehill? Is anyone coming? These analysts on sports talk radio and TV, is someone gunning for their job? That is literally what happened. The Tennessee Titans went in, drafted Ryan Tannehill's replacement without telling him, and the media's going crazy because Tannehill said it's not his job to mentor him. If someone gets hired to replace me, I'm not going to mentor that person. I'll, if they ask questions, I'll answer them. I'll, I'll offer a helping hand. But I'm not going to take time out of my day, take away from my productivity, lessen my work, or increase my workload for someone who's going to replace me and then I'll be out of a job. That doesn't make any sense at all. And Ryan Tannehill, by all accounts, is a good teammate. I don't see him turning his back to Malik. I thought the answer was perfectly correct and honest, candid, and respectful. It's not his job. His job's to go out on the field and produce wins. I mean, that's what the coaching, that's why there's a million coaches on an NFL roster, on an NFL team. Quarterbacks coach, assistant quarterbacks coach, water coach, linebacker coach, assistant linebacker coach, special teams coach, prep coach, video coach, you know, what the, however many coaches there are. That's their job to get Malik ready for when he goes in. Not Tannehill's role, not his position. And I think the NFL, the media blew this out of proportion. Tannehill claimed he had to go to therapy after his playoff loss last season. He's got enough to worry about. He's got to be looking behind him every single day, throwing drills with his replacement. If that happened to me, I wouldn't do it. I have a job. I get paid to produce. I'm going to give it 110% for me, for what I'm supposed to do. Not for the guy in the back waiting in the wings to put me out of a job. So that is the Ryan Tannehill situation, air quotes, um, in Tennessee. Malik will be fine. Ryan's going to be fine. Again, by all accounts, he's a good person, a good teammate. Malik will just learn under him. And this will all be forgotten here in the near future. So last segment here, really quick. Remember, follow me on Instagram at GSG Podcast. Again, at GSG Podcast. Thank you for listening. The NBA. Oh, my gosh. The NBA. You know what? So really quick, uh, I watched the new Batman movie, The Batman, with Robert Pattinson. It was mediocre. Uh, I'll tell you this. The writer did not like Batman. Uh, The Batman's character, Robert Pattinson, he did a good job. I'm not denying that. But the writing was just terrible. The writing obviously hated Batman. He was just an emotional, um, underappreciative, whiny millionaire with an emo haircut. That's what it was. Which reminded me of the current NBA. Yes, the current NBA. It is a bunch of overvalued, overadored, overpaid cupcakes. It really is. The NBA has become a soft serve ice cream in an arena with no air conditioning. Messy, getting all over the place, and no one wants to deal with it. No one. No one does. And it's a joke. This has been building for years, and it's finally reached the apex. 
I've had it. Uh, so why I want to bring this up? So we're in the NBA playoffs right now, and specifically the Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors. So last week in Game 2, uh, Dylan Brooks, a guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, received a flagrant 2, which is an ejection in the NBA, uh, on his foul on Gary Payton the second. After Steve Kerr, the head coach, um, he said that he broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code, whatever the heck that means. It was a hard foul. It was a good hard foul. Gary Payton, he ended up getting hurt, fractured his elbow. Dylan didn't mean for that to happen. Remember when the NBA was good hard fouls, strong basketball? Yeah, that's not it anymore. And then in game three, Grizzly star John Morant uh, was fouled and injured by Jordan Poole, who grabbed Morant's knee. And after the game, Morant tweeted, broke the code. What happened to strong NBA players? It's always about taking shots on Twitter. It's always about overreacting. It's always the woe is me, the Ben Simmons treatment. Who? Oh, I, I can't play because my mental health isn't there. I'm not saying mental health is not important. It is very important. I have a hard time believing someone like Ben Simmons, though, who preaches mental health, and yet he wants his money. And yet he doesn't want to play because he's not ready, but he still fights for his money. These NBA players have become cupcakes. They're soft, and it's, it's hard to watch. No one plays defense. There's no fast breaks. No one is in shape. People don't care. James Harden, he bounces back and forth on teams like a yo-yo. You have Joel Embiid calling out his teammate because he's not James Harden isn't the player he was in Houston. I mean, all of this just garbage trash talk. Not the good trash talk. The, oh, I'm so hurt. I make $40 billion and I don't get my way. It's ridiculous. And the NBA, second to the NFL in America, and it's just so hard to watch because of these antics. Because of the social media drama. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. There's no code. The NBA just becomes soft. Players don't want to get hit. Players don't want to put in the work. And it shows. It shows. People don't care about your feelings, NBA players. No one does. Go out there. Make a living. You're getting paid $50 billion to dribble a basketball. Stupid. And that's going to do it for episode 81. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. I really do. Happy Friday the 13th. Stay cool. It's getting hot out there. We're almost to Memorial Day. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you very soon.